Blog Talk Radio.
Germany called Hope, the Obama Musical. Now, at first, I thought to myself, if I were a German and I found myself starting to idolize a charismatic political figure, I would stop quickly right now. But then I thought, wait a minute, a musical about Obama, what a great idea. My dad has a barn, so we could cast it with farm animals. I think I'll call it President Me. It begins in an America reeling from eight years of the Bush administration. Unemployment is at 6%. Terrorists are being held in a prison all the way in far off Cuba. We've won the war in Iraq and now tyrants all over the region hate us. We need a change. But suddenly, a star appears in the Midwest. Three wise men follow it to Illinois. Joe Biden, Harry Reid, and Chris Matthews. And Joe Biden sings, Glory be, a black man who's clean. He'll put a pretty face on the Chicago machine. And Reid sings, gee whiz, he's not what you'd expect. He doesn't even have a Negro dialect. And finally, Chris Matthews chimes in, Barack, Barack, I forgot that he was black, but now I've remembered, and that tingle up my leg is back. Oh, man, this is going to be terrific. Then, Barack Obama himself, hear me now, oh, thou ignorant nation of rubes, you who cling to your Bible and gun, Beck and Hannity, Limbaugh, and all of you boobs must now step aside for the one. This is going to be so inspiring. Out on the streets of Chicago, the Democrats gather to set policy. What's happening with security? I'll tell you what's happening with security. We'll let the Islamists blow us all to hell but maintain our ideological purity. That's what's happening with security. We are the Democratic Party. We'll teach you to love the jihadi. And though you despise them, we'll mirandize them over your headless body. Okay, maybe we'll cut that number on the road. But now, it gets really exciting. All across America, news organizations come forward to speak truth to power. But they can't, because they just love Obama so much. So instead, they broadcast his greatness to the world, only to find that more and more of the world isn't listening to them. Until at last, alone on an empty stage, Katie Couric sings this touching anthem. We put idiots in the idiot box. And now, our audience is defecting to Fox. I got the mainstream media blues. When I think of the viewers, we lose. Cause we give our opinions as news. They're watching Brett there while we go off the air. I got the mainstream media blues. Oh, this'll slam on Broadway. Finally, despite ups and downs, trials and moments of doubt, Obama wins the majority of the 57 states and is elected president and he steps forward and sings the show's title tune the media greet me with bonhomie though my plans will destroy the economy and threaten the people's autonomy but bono econo or even autono the important part is the me yes I'm president me I'm continually on TV 
CBS, ABC, NBC. We'll all find out soon. I've no clue what I'm doing, but I'm still President Me. This is so wonderful. So many great hits. Alinsky, I just read a saw named Alinsky, and Obama's powerful soliloquy. What kind of fools are they? And his novelty number about Jeremiah Wright. I'm not with him. It's not newsy. He's not my pal. Who could ask for anything more? I can see it all so clearly in my mind. We'll do his whole four years in the White House. It works so perfectly in my imagination. What could possibly go wrong? This is Andrew Clavin on The Culture. Well... Good evening, and thank you for listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Wow, that was Andrew Clavin, and uh, I always like to, you know, put him out there every once in a while, whenever, I, whenever I can, uh, because he's so funny and he's so uh, he he really does have a way with the. Um, you know, with the with really the pulse of what's what's going on here. Um, you're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Uh, today's date is November 7th. Wow, 2013. United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Oh, we got a lot to talk about today. Obama has apologized for... Um, for uh, all the woes with Obamacare. Finally, he's shown just a little bit of humility. He apologized. President Obama said Thursday that he is, quote, sorry, end quote, that some Americans are losing their current health insurance plans as a result of the Affordable Care Act, despite his promise that no one would have to give up health plan they liked. I'm sorry that they're finding, he said, and I quote, I'm sorry that they're finding themselves in this situation based on assurances they got from me, end quote. He told NBC News in an exclusive interview at the White House. He said, and I quote, we got, we got to work hard to make sure that they know we hear them and that we're going to do everything we can to deal with folks who find themselves in tough positions as a consequence of this, end quote. Obama's comments came 10 days after NBC News' Lisa Myers reported that the administration has known since the summer of 2010 that millions of Americans could lose their health insurance under the law. Obama has made repeated assurances that if you like your health plan, you will be able to keep your health plan with Obamacare. Consumers who buy insurance on their own, about 5% of the population, are at risk of being forced off their current policies because their plans have changed and don't meet the new standards of the Affordable Care Act. Obama's statement has been called into question as many Americans have gotten cancellation notices, effectively forcing them to enroll in a new plan, either with their current insurers or through the government exchanges, in many cases, at a much higher rate. So... Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, at least he apologized, right? At least he he finally apologized. <sighs> are we are we are we okay with that with that uh apology folks? Are are we good with that? 
Um, I say, yeah. I said, yeah. Let's 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 let that slide. He he he's sorry that he screwed up the health insurance for people who are uh, in desperate need of their insurance. He's sorry that he has to put uh, you know literally millions of Americans in a bad position with something that is so vital, health insurance, uh, for those who are sick now and who are those with pre-existing conditions. He's sorry, so it's all good. Let's let's just let it slide now. We're we're all good now. We're all we're all good. So um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great now. We're 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 gonna be all right. America, what the hell happened last week on the O'Reilly Factor? O'Reilly talked about. Socialism and communism and where Obama wants to fundamentally transform the United States of America. Thus, the show tonight is Life After Obama. After Obama. The objective was always to move America away from a nation built on individual liberty and economic freedom and toward a government welfare and dependency state. We're talking about socialism, communism, statism, leftism. In the end... But it really doesn't matter what you call it because what matters is what's being carried out and, of course, its consequences. Radically or radical wealth redistribution along with class warfare, socialized medicine, the automization of American society, uh, divisive identity politics, the war on success. You didn't build that. The loss of our AAA credit rating, the retrenchment of American power abroad. And the gutting of our military, the erosion of our international credibility, all of that has been put into play under this administration in just five short years, folks. Can you imagine what he'll try to accomplish with the, with the remaining three? Just five years. After five years of evidence, people are still wondering aloud why Obama doesn't negotiate, why he doesn't compromise, why he doesn't handle things the way, well, a Bill Clinton would handle it. We say, wake up. Wake up. And by the way, you knew he was going to do this. He said he was going to do it. He would, his job, his goal to fundamentally transform the United States of America. Unlike Clinton, who was a pragmatist, pragmatist, sorry, Obama is a pure ideologue. Why do you think he hasn't negotiated with Republicans at all? First, it's because he doesn't really have to. Given that the liberals in Congress and the media protect and advance his interests at every turn, and because the GOP is so spineless, We've seen that, especially over the last year. It's because he's a total ideologue who will never give anything on his way to fundamentally transforming the nation. Guess what? Whoa. (laughs) Oh, hold on a minute. Wow. Wow. All right, one of my commercials went off. Uh, 
prematurely, um, premature commercial stuff. All right. Sorry about that, folks. Where were we? We are talking about Obama's fundamentally transforming the United States of America into something unrecognizable, completely unrecognizable. So let's get back to it. I'm sorry for that crass interruption. Those things happen. So let's move on. Um, the objective has always been to move America from a nation built on individual liberty and economic freedom and toward a government welfare and dependency state. We've seen that happen. Literally 45% of all Americans are on some form of government assistance. So by the way, the call-in number is 347-884-8500. In the end, though, it doesn't matter what you call it because what matters is what's being carried out and its consequences. Radical wealth redistribution, class warfare, socialized medicine, the automization of American society, divisive identity politics, the war on success, all of it, part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. It's all being done deliberately by Obama and the left in order to fundamentally transform this country into just another crippled dependency state. And dare I say it, the majority of Americans elected him to do just that, or perhaps they don't believe that that's what he's going to do. They don't believe that he's capable of it. They don't believe that any American, that an American would seek the office of the presidency become the most powerful man in the world only to destroy the most powerful country in the world, bring us to our knees. But then again, you have to understand who Barack Obama really is and what his goal really is. So guess what Obama's next move is? Yeah, he's already started it, pushing immigration reform. Why? Because granting amnesty to tens of millions of illegals, locking them into government dependency, creating a permanent Democrat voting majority is the final missing piece of the fundamental transformation of this nation. That's what it's really all about. That's what, that's, that's what we're talking about here. The fundamental transformation of the United States of America and the final missing piece, the final missing piece. And after that, America is over. We're done. We're done. Imagine tens of millions of illegal aliens, illegal, illegal immigrants becoming finally legal. And then getting into the system, of course, they'll need to be taken care of. They'll, they'll need welfare, of course. They'll need housing. They'll need food stamps. They'll need all of those things. Many of them will be unemployed. There won't be enough jobs. There aren't enough jobs right now for people who are here legally. Imagine adding tens of millions of New citizens, all at once. If we think that the unemployment rate, the actual number hovers somewhere around 20% now, imagine that. 
Imagine the lines for government dependency. We will have what, what we'll have pretty much the Great Depression all over again. Or we'll have a lot of illegals heading back to Mexico because by the time the dust settles, there'll be so many illegals heading back to Mexico because Mexico will seem like a paradise compared to what America will be. Have you thought about it? Give it some thought. Oh, oh, and my brothers, my black brothers and sisters out there who believe that you have that, – that we have elected – Perhaps so, the greatest president, you are so proud. I'm speaking to my black brothers and sisters right here and now, and I'm trying to affect a Negro dialect, and I'm failing somewhat at doing so. My black brothers and sisters, listen to me and listen to me good. When all of those illegals become legal, you know, I'm going to throw this out there right here and now. They love to work. They love to work. So they'll take whatever jobs that you won't take. But by that time, you, my black brothers and sisters, will become a permanent, permanent minority. You're done. You're you're done. You can forget it. So by that time, when when you're done... Because there'll be no uh, uh, Al Sharpton, he'll be out of a job. He'll be completely out of a job. Jesse Jackson, it's almost checkout time for him anyway, and maybe even Al too. So they'll have to, we'll have to create some new um, folks to come in and, uh, and 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 take hold and take charge. Well, that's probably what we'll do. Well, the, well, the new crop of race baiters will come into play, but you're you're, you're going to be relegate, relegated back to third class citizenship, back, way back. So here we go. What's next, you ask? Well, we'll get we'll get back to what's next. What's next? As soon as we get back to this. You'll take a short break. <laughs> we'll take a short break and we'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. All right. All right. We've got a technical issue with the sound so we'll just go ahead and with the sound with the sound bite so we'll we'll just go ahead and and keep going until we get that squared away but hey these things happen folks stop waiting for obama to change it's not going to happen it's not going to happen the guy is not going to change he is not going to become the uh transformational figure that we all thought he would He's not going to be he's not going to move to the center. He's almost done. His the final piece, the final missing piece to the Obama puzzle is is underway. We got it. It it's it's underway. All we really need to do right now is just wait for it. 
Just wait for it. Because Mr. Obama is finally putting into play his end game. We now know what it is. And because we know what it is, we we can pretty much just just give up. Is that right? Is that how we're gonna is that how we're gonna do it? We're just gonna give up? No. The Black Sphere has a radio show on blogtalkradio.com. He believes that America will self-correct. That after Obama, America will come to its collective senses and move forward. We got Echo in the chat room. Echo writes, uh, it's all in the name of security, but not for security itself. He also writes that the plan is there, if there is a plan, to make the middle class poor. Well, yeah, but but Obama believes that the middle class is already poor. He believes that, you know, we're pretty much in a system where the, the middle class is, is on their way. So, with that being said... We're going to go ahead and take our break, and we'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Karl Marx predicted that capitalism would commit suicide. The American businessmen are carrying out that prediction. In destroying themselves, they are destroying capitalism, of which they are the symbol and product. And America, which is the greatest and freest example of capitalism man has ever reached. There is no outside power that can destroy such men and such a country. Only an inner power can do it, the power of morality. More specifically, the power of a contemptibly evil idea accepted as a moral principle, altruism. Remember that altruism does not mean benevolence or consideration for other men. Altruism is a moral theory which preaches that man must sacrifice himself for others that he must place the interest of others above his own, that he must live for the sake of others. Altruism is a monstrous notion. It is the morality of cannibals devouring one another. It is, it is a theory of profound hatred for men I seem to have competition here. I'll let you go first. Okay? It is a theory of profound hatred for men, for reason, for achievement, for any form of human success or happiness on earth. Altruism is incompatible with capitalism and with with businessmen. 
businessmen are a cheerful, benevolent, optimistic, predominantly American phenomenon. The essence of their job is the constant struggle to improve human life, to satisfy human needs and desires, not to practice resignation, surrender, and worship of suffering. And here is the profound gulf between businessmen and altruism. Businessmen do not sacrifice themselves to others. If they did, they would be out of business in a few months or days. They profit, they grow rich, they are rewarded as they should be. This is what the altruists, the collectivists, and other sundry humanitarians hate the businessmen for, that they pursue a personal goal and succeed at it. Do not fool yourself by thinking that altruists are motivated by compassion for the suffering. They are motivated by hatred for the successful. All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and that's Ayn Rand talking about the, destroying, the destruction of capitalism. The destruction of capitalism. Is this what Obama wants for this country? Why? Why does the President of the United States want to fundamentally transform the United States of America into something less than what it is? What is behind it? What is the end game? Why? Does the President of the United States of America want to weaken his own country? You're calling numbers 347-884-8500. Why would he want to weaken his great nation? Does anyone know? Or, or, let's play devil's advocate. Is it right? Is it a good thing? Gunslinger's in the house. He's in the queue. So we're going to take his call in just a minute. But let me ask this question. Just this, just this question right here. Let's look at it from Obama's side. Is it the right thing to do to make legal a sweeping policy to make legal all those who are illegal currently in this country and give them the citizen give them citizenship because they're already here playing semantics it's just well they're already here so why not just make them legal I mean, there's a, it, there's a logical argument for it, isn't there? Well, let's take our call. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Talk about it. Uh, yeah, this is a Gunslinger, 1964. Hey, Gunslinger. Yeah, I can very uh, easily answer that question, okay, why he wants to bring this country down. The, the top answer to that is he's a socialist. Mm-hmm. What is socialism? Communism. Look at Russia. <laughs> okay? So if you go out and you, if you look at the ten planks of the Communist Manifesto, okay, he's following it right to the letter. Okay? Destroy the economy. Destroy the, the very fabric of a country. But so he, he wants to bring down this country to third world status. 
you cannot rule a powerful country completely. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have to destroy the people, destroy the school system. You know, bring up the school children thinking that the founding fathers of this country are terrorists. <laughs> yeah, what a joke. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to demonize the guns in school and in every place else because what built this country? Whether you mm-hmm. like it or not, guns built this country. Yep. You go tell the founding fathers that guns did not uh, build this country and they'll shoot you right between the eyes. Okay? Because mm-hmm. it did. Okay? Plain and simple. So, what has all great dictators throughout history have done? Uh, Hitler, Mao, all them, all them idiots over there. But mm-hmm. what's the first thing that they do? They disarm the people. Okay? They disarm the people, yeah. So, why, why, do, why would a dictator disarm the people? Gee whiz. Because they can't shoot back? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty simple there. Is that, is, that uh, why, so is, that, is that why Obama said that he wanted to create a civilian national security force just as strong and just as powerful as the United States military early on? You got it. Toyota. Yeah. Okay. So, you see, <laughs> it's quite clear that this... This idiot, this usurper, he's not even an American, for God's sake. His parents were not born in this country. Well, his mother was, dad wasn't. So that automatically disqualifies him from being president right off the bat. I don't care what you what you say, what you think, or whatever. Okay, I agree. He shouldn't even be in there. He should not even be in that office. Now let's 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 ask the question: How did he, how did he get in the office? Hmm? A lonely senator. Okay. All of a sudden, boom, he's president. I'll tell you what. I found that I find that a little bit odd, but also the fact that he was a marginal student uh, at best at Occidental College, but he managed to work his way. He managed to get into Columbia, and he was by by and large not not according to his records because they're sealed for some reason or another. But uh, but 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 most students there and professors have indicated that he was a marginal student at Columbia. So. How did he get to Harvard Harvard Law School and become the editor of the Law Review without ever having written a, a, a paper, which is a prerequisite to becoming the editor there? But he, yeah. he didn't have to do it. He didn't. He didn't have to do any of that. So yeah, continue. Sorry to interrupt. You. So so how did he bypass those? Could somebody have bypassed it for him? Have you ever heard the term Manchurian candidate? Yeah, I've got the book right here. I've got I've got the, the, okay. or, the I've got the original book and I've got the book uh that that's dedicated to Barack Obama. That's right. I got, I got right so, on the shelf behind me. So these powers that be, be it the CIA, be it the NSA, whoever whoever you want, want to stick the blame on, they uh groomed this idiot way before he was even senator. Now, you take that into consideration, a Manchurian candidate, then you take into the consideration of why all of a sudden, just in the past few years, that the United States, they were pushing, they're still, well, they still are, pushing the electronic voting machine. Why do you think they do that? Now, look, I'm a master electrician, and I've got a two-year degree in electronics, okay, computer technology. Electronic voting machines can be easily hacked. Your computer can be easily hacked. Nothing is 100% safe 
from hacking. If you know what you're doing, you're one of them geeks, okay, out there that that's all they do is sleep, eat, and you know what, computers, okay. They can easily change those votes in those electronic voting machines. And you mm-hmm. can get it on YouTube. Even I think it was one of the big uh, universities here here in the United States, actually in their engineering department, actually put a video up that said, look how easy, I think it's the Dibo voting machine, how easily it can be hacked and, and the votes changed. Uh, why did the military didn't get their votes counted? And that's, that's documented. Okay, go look it up. Uh, gee whiz, you see all these things adding up? You see a pattern here? I yeah, I do. Here, okay? So when you have these powers, and remember, uh, Obama is just nothing but a puppet, okay? He's a puppet on a string. But who's pulling these strings? Now, you can call it the New World Odor, like I like to call them, the <laughs> bankers, you know, the whole, you know, all those. You have a handful of ruling elite on this planet. Mm-hmm. Okay? Rothschild, Bilderbergers, Kennedy, Soros, all those idiots up there. For centuries, I think the Rothschilds go back to the 15th century. Mm-hmm. Don't you think they mm-hmm. were plotting and planning mm-hmm. even back in the 15th century, okay, to amass their wealth and their power? What what what, goes, what comes with money? Power. When yeah, you but, power, but you got money when you got power, you got money. But but Gunslinger, gun listen, listen. Um, America is the most is still the wealthiest and most powerful country in the world, despite our massive amount of debt. Uh, or so is the presumption. What would well, be think, gained by the destruction of that wealth and power, or or the or the or the negating of it? What what is the end result of of, of the Manchurian candidate, the Manchurian president, Obama, uh, bringing America to its knees financially? And militarily, what, what's, the, what's the goal there? Pretty simple. When you amass that kind of power, you have control over the people. I like to refer to these people in government as control freaks, okay? mm-hmm. because that's what they are. They love control. Now, you said something about all this wealth and everything. Okay, that's great. 50, 75 years ago, that was probably true, okay? You know, the money was still backed by gold and silver, right? All this, you know, yeah. little greenbacks out there in, in society. But with the inception of the computers and the Internet today, money is no longer money. It's electronic money. This debt doesn't exist. It only exists in computer data. Or even before computers, it was just ledger entries. I'll yeah, give you a classic point. example of it, Okay. If you went to your bank and you went and talked to your loan officer at your bank, say you wanted to borrow $40,000, okay, around mm-hmm. here, which I had $40,000, okay, but uh, you go in there and you talk to the pretty blonde lady of your loan officer, you know, and you've got other thoughts there. But, you know, they're entering, she's entering the, the information on a computer. <laughs> he was, I think. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly she hits that enter button. And within seconds, $40,000 appears in your banking account. Where'd they get the money? Thin air. Yeah. Okay. It just comes out of thin air. So this is how they can move all this so-called massive wealth around the world. And you know it's the bankers that does it. Bankers mm-hmm. or mobs. <laughs> Same thing. Just like the old uh, mobsters back in the 20s when they were running around in Model A's with Thompson submachine guns, right? Well, they've, they've given up their 
their Model A's and their Thompson submachine guns for three-piece business suits now in limousines, in Learjets. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the pers- the people hasn't changed. It's still the banks. Look at Bank of America. They launder money. They launder drug money. Why do, you th- why do you think they want to keep the drug industry so powerful? Why do you think they want to keep all these drugs coming into the country? Money. Yeah, but, but gun, guns, gunslinger, there is, no, there, there, there is nothing to be gained by the destruction. And, and by destruction, I mean the, the, the destroying the, the wealth and, and power of this nation. There's nothing to be gained from I mean, from the perspective of another country, you know, maybe Iran, you know, our enemies, you know, they'd like to see that happen. But who, I mean, who would believe that the enemies of this great country put Barack Obama in power to destroy the country? I mean, that's like something out of a movie. Well, I mean, look at all the movies that they've, that they've made. Where do you think they get the ideas at? Okay. Well, look at it. Look at it like this. You've got all these, all these, this building of the wealth. Okay. Mm-hmm. All these, uh, this whole country supposed to be the highest, you know, technology and all this good stuff. Well, do you think that the New World Order wants a country of free thinkers that can think on their own? that can engineer things. You know, it's like the UN, you know, a global governance, okay? That's what yeah. they want. It's, I mean, I mean, even Bush, what was it? I think it was Bush Sr. said, I can't wait to see a new world emerge. What the hell do you think he was talking about? Yeah, Okay. he did say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. He did say that. And remember yeah. that I think Bush Sr. also quoted, and you can look up the quote, okay, it said that, I think it was dealing with Iran-Contra or something like that. He said that if the American people was to ever discover what we did, they'd hang us in the street. Go look up yeah. the quote. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, why would a president say that? Okay? Why would, I mean, come on, the most powerfulest office in the world, in history, really. Okay? Why would he say something like that? What are what are their motives? What is his motive? And you know they're all puppets, just like I said. All the presidents, except for just a couple, uh, JFK was one of them. He stood up to the bankers and to the Federal Reserve, saying that he's going to get rid of them. Look what happened right here in the streets of Dallas, Texas. I take you to the spot where he got his brains blown out. Okay, mm-hmm. he stood up to him. Reagan started to stand up to him. Look what happened to him. He got shot. He survived that one, obviously. Okay. Yeah. So when they get a little bit too big for their britches in the good way, you know, you can either get too big for your britches in a bad way or too big for your britches in a good way. Then you start getting their attention and say, oh, oh, oh. don't you think JFK was warned by his puppet masters, the, the ones that control him or thought they controlled him? Well, yeah, and one, they would warn, and, yeah. and one form or another, and there's a documentary coming up this Sunday at 8 p.m., that uh, that 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 speaks to that. Hold on a minute, Gunslinger. We have another caller on the line. We're going to bring them in and join this discussion. I won't put you on hold, but just uh, just just wait right there. Caller, you're on, uh, Larry. Well, the, yes, this is Larry from the Prime Directive. Hey, Larry, how you doing yeah, today? Yeah, I'm good. I'm back again, and I'll agree with Gunslinger about those puppet masters controlling the president. But there's two things that you really have to keep in mind. The, 
where we're headed and why. Number one is the Cloward Piven strategy, and that explains why we're heading towards total economic destruction and meltdown, because that's the whole strategy, is to totally destroy and collapse the economy so it can be rebuilt in a communist model. And then there's the United Nations Agenda 21, which is to negate the family, downsize everything, make large tracts of land off limits to people, and create a dystopian society that's pretty well portrayed in the movie The Hunger Games, where you have the elite living in a glitzy city with everything they could possibly desire, while the remaining populace toils in poverty like Appalachia. And then they had these games modern-day gladiator-style games to keep the populace amused. And that's exactly where we're heading. It's been written down. It's been planned for a long time. And Obama and other presidents are just continuing with that agenda as dictated by who knows who. I, I don't know the exact names, but I know Valerie Jarrett gets her orders from somewhere and relays them on to Obama, who's only happy to oblige, read the teleprompter, and then go off <laughs> and play golf somewhere. Well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 tend, to, uh, I tend to think that maybe these, these things are not uh, – <sighs> I, I you know it's it's interesting because there's a there's a um, there's there's a conspiracy theory uh, aspect to it that I I don't I mean I I I believe that you know simply based on Obama's um how he some how he somehow uh came into play without the proper credentials with uh how he why his there there's so many questions that that speak to a conspiracy uh how he managed to get from occidental to columbia from columbia to harvard to become the editor of the law review without ever writing a paper all of those things speak to some hand in the background guiding and directing his ascension to the point where he was able to run for the president and then win with with uh, with with all that with the media on his side all the these things are are convenient coincidences but you know one wonders if if we're not just you know you know thinking there's somebody on the grassy knoll you know the, the whole conspiracy thing but one does wonder what do you think uh, gunslinger well yeah you know he's absolutely correct i mean you know, when these people, uh, when you get a little bit too much information and then all of a sudden it hits you like, you know, a brick okay, or a sledgehammer in your head, that, mm -hmm. whoa, wait a minute, these people are, wait, this is not right, uh, okay, look at Edward Snowden. Okay, we've known about all this for a long time. Anybody that deals with electronics or computers have known this. He just confirmed mm -hmm. it. Okay? Look what they're trying to do to him. Oh, come on over to the United States, back home here. We'll treat you fair. We'll treat you fair, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, he's, no, he's, he's smart. He'll stay where he is. Yeah, well, what, 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 well, let me ask you this, both of you guys. Larry, uh, 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 let, me, let me ask you this, uh, and, and Gunslinger, uh, Prime Directive and Gunslinger. Um, why do you think these whistleblowers are... 
are, 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 are all magically appearing during this time, during, during the time of the Obama administration. We didn't have this kind of thing going on during the Reagan administration, the, the Clinton administration, the Bush administrations. We didn't have folks coming out, you know, putting our secrets out for the whole world to see. Why do you think this is happening? I, well, I think Snowden was there. Mm-hmm. He, he saw something that so scared him, he was, willing, he was willing to risk his life to try to stop what he saw coming down. And I don't mm-hmm. think we'll ever know what that is. But I knew over 10 years ago most of what he was saying now about what was going on. He just had specifics, like he had the classified slides and the program names. I didn't know that. And he does have the information. It's, a, it's an old program that just keeps getting bigger and bigger like a malignant tumor. And now, so now they're building this gigantic data center out in Bluffdale, Utah, so they can retain all these phone calls and emails and everything they record. Like they've recorded billions of phone calls every month. And, they, and I, something must have really scared him totally that he felt he had to act. Hmm. Do you think that's, that's the case? I mean, I mean, because we've got Snowden, and then we've got WikiLeaks, and and uh, and, and Manning, uh, Bradley Manning, who is now serving uh, an extremely lengthy prison term. They had to know what the risks were before they what's they this, went. What's that, what's, that, uh, what's that journalist out in California the one that his car mysteriously blew up? What's Hastings. His name? Mm-hmm. Hastings. Yeah, yeah, Hastings. Yeah, Hastings. That's it. I mean, look at that. Uh, I'm sorry. But the car does not blow up like that, and send ho- the engine 400 yards down the road. Yeah, I'm sorry. in Hollywood it, does, it, it doesn't does. work. In Hollywood yeah. it does, but in real life, cars generally don't catch fire and they don't explode. Yeah. Well, burn uh, like, the, like the video that, that you can see on YouTube. This was a a it was a inferno. Okay. Cars yeah. when they normally catch on fire. I've seen them. You've seen them out there on the highway. You know, you go by a car it's burning. Okay, but is it is it a roaring inferno like that car was? No. Okay, gasoline does not do that. I'm sorry. Okay, I got a little bit of mechanics. Okay, it don't do that. Especially a brand new one now. If you go on YouTube and look up this lady that's a project manager for DARPA, you ever heard of DARPA? Mm-hmm. Okay, she is so emphatic saying that, yeah, we can remotely control. We could even make a CD that it played music on any other CD, but once you put it in your car, it takes over the computer. Ooh, there's that computer again. All cars got computers in them now, okay? Isn't it so convenient? Control the brakes, control the acceleration. Hint, hint. All right, well, well, well we're... If the, car, if the car has electric power steering and an automatic parking feature, that means the computer can also control the steering. So it's got complete control over everything at that point. Well, we're getting we're getting a little far afield here, but let's let's talk about this for a minute before we go. Obama has three years left on his term. Do you think he'll get comprehensive immigration? So that 30, well, give or take, I mean, the, the 30 million has been the number that's been bandied about. I couldn't, I, I don't know, it could be 20 million, it could be 10. But 30 million illegals citizenship, thus creating a permanent democratic base. Now, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. Um, when LBJ signed in the... Uh, the new uh, the the new civil rights legislation. He was heard to say, and it has been verified 
that once his signature was affixed and the pens passed out, he said that now we'll have these ends, you know that word, what that word is, voting Democrat for the next 200 years. Is this the same kind of policy that we're seeing with the Obama administration where he gets about 30 million, which is the number that's being put out there, 30 million illegals, Hispanics, now he'll have a permanent Democratic base that will vote Democrat and thus ensure that Repu- that conser- that um, that will ensure that uh, Democrats win elections, you know, for the next uh, thirty, forty years. I would put it past him. Would you? Anybody? No, it, is- it, it's already been assured that his goal is to uh not he he's not uh, affecting uh these reforms uh, this immigration reform just because he's a nice guy and he believes that um you know these people have been here they've worked hard they have families here they they've established a uh you know a home here and thus they should be granted asylum based on that no th- that's not his goal or, or, or that's what we believe is not his goal. His goal is to establish a permanent democratic base like the one LBJ spoke of back in 1967-68. Well, absolutely, because, you know, look, look, who, look, look who's worth coming from. He's an alien himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, I mean, obviously he doesn't have to show his papers, right? Yeah. Uh, according to the Constitution, okay? Yeah. You know, <laughs> When you when you seal your records like that, and look at all the other atrocities that the records have been sealed, JFK, Martin Luther, all these people, their records have been sealed. So what are mm-hmm. they hiding? Okay, when you seal your records, and, and you know Obama, I like to call him Obama. Okay, <laughs> you, you heard in his in his campaign speech, I want a more transparent government. When you think of the word transparency, what first thing comes to mind? See-through, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah. see out your window, a piece of glass, mm-hmm. the glass is clean, you can see it, you can see out. But he's fogged up everything. Okay. Yeah, so if he true. was really honest, and if he was really uh, wanting to build America up, okay, mm-hmm. he would be more open, right? I mean, like for example, okay, Obviously, he's not eligible to be president. I am because I was born in this country. My parents mm-hmm. were born in this country. If I if I was president, and the people came to me and say, uh, "Mr. Gunslinger, would you show us your birth certificate?" Sure. Do you want it gold plated? Do you <laughs> want video? Mm-hmm. I'll show. Mm-hmm. You want me to want me to blast it off all over the media, the internet, social networking, the whole nine yards. Yeah. You want me to hand it to you with an armored personnel carrier and all this stuff? Sure, no problem. That's well, no, no doubt. We've got about uh, three minutes left. Do you? Do either of you guys have uh, blog talk radio shows? Yes, I do. I've got the Prime Directive radio show, and we are presently on at 10 p.m. Eastern on Friday evenings. All right, great, great. And you, Gunslinger, you got anything going on? I often own... Okay. Surf around on the blog, blog talk. 
Yeah, I've seen you. I've, I've seen you around. Uh, hey, uh, Luke, guys, we, we got to go. The show's almost over. I want to thank you for calling in. You've made the show uh, with your call in and your insights and your and, and your information. Thank you so much for calling in and come on back next week. We we start. Uh, we're here Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9 p.m. Thank you so much for calling in, both of you. You guys are great. All right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and cut on out of here. Thank you guys for listening tonight. It's been great. I see my good my good friend uh, GDT183 is in the house. Evil Clown, Echo, Gunslinger, John Galt, Swing Easy, Evil Clown, and Alexander Solo is in the house. And I have an assortment of guests. Um, thank you guys for listening in tonight. You've been great. There are plenty of things you could be doing with your time, and you chose to come in to listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. Thank you very much. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. It has been great. It has been a great show, and you guys have been fantastic. Um, The Obama administration has sought to fundamentally transform the United States of America. Well, we, we got a lot going on. We got to keep the devil way down in the hole. Good night, folks. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Visions of the things to be, the pains that are withheld for me. I realize and I can see that suicide is painless. It brings on many changes. And I can take or leave it if I please. The game of life is hard to play. I'm gonna lose it anyway. The losing card I'll someday lay. So this is all I have to say. Yeah.